Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story comes from Admirable Spirit 673 from the True Off My Chest subreddit. And just a quick warning before we do get into today's story, it does contain emotional abuse, depression, anxiety, PTSD, and suicide as well. So if you do want to skip the story, please feel free to do so. Timestamps are always down in the description and along the timeline below. It's titled, I'm leaving my boyfriend over a prank. I'm still shaken up a bit, so if this doesn't make sense, I apologize. I, 18 female, have been with my boyfriend, 20 male, for almost two years. I moved in with him last August and things have been pretty rocky. My whole life I've struggled with my mental health, specifically depression, anxiety and self-harm. I've been clean for a while though. I have a history of trauma, but I don't need to get into that. I made sure my boyfriend knew this when we started dating because I wanted him to be able to nope out of the relationship if that was too much for him to deal with. He assured me it wasn't an issue. He never seemed to really get the whole mental health thing though. He would make comments saying stuff like, depression is just spicy sad and people with trauma should just get over it. He also thinks only veterans can get PTSD. I've tried explaining things to him, but he just brushes me off, so I do the best to ignore him. Recently, he started watching a couple of prank channels on YouTube, and he started pranking me. At first, it was just small things like putting way too much flavor in my water or salt in a bite of my food. I laughed it off. It didn't really bother me. But then he started jumping out and scaring me. That kind of stuff really affects me sometimes because of my PTSD, and I try to explain that to him. He would apologize, but do it again the next day. I was getting annoyed and frustrated, but I tried to let it be. Things escalated when last week, he put some noisemakers under the toilet seat in the middle of the night. I woke up to go to the bathroom and sat down. Boom. It being late at night, me being half awake, and the loud noise all mixed together gave me a full-blown panic attack. I was on the bathroom floor crying and having flashbacks. After I don't know how long I stopped crying and I was just staring into space having flashbacks. He came in because I guess he noticed I was gone for a while. When he saw me sitting on the floor, he remembered his little prank and started laughing. I just stared at him for a second, got up and called him an ass. I slept in the living room for the rest of the night. The next day I sat him down and told him that he cannot keep scaring me like this. No more jumping out at me, no more loud noises. He pretty much sighed and rolled his eyes. But he said he would stop. Everything was fine for a week. I thought this whole prank thing was finally over. Yesterday, I got home from being out with a friend, actually feeling better for the first time in a while. When I walked into the house, all the lights were off, so I assumed he was still at work, which isn't abnormal because sometimes he works late. I plugged my phone in because it died on my way back home. When it powered on, I got a notification that he sent me a text. It just said, so sorry, I love you. 
I replied saying it's okay. I'll see you when you get home. Love you. And I heard his phone ding in the bathroom. That was weird, I thought. I got up to get his phone and when I got into the bathroom, I saw him laying in the bathtub. The bath was full of water. There was an empty bottle of pills in the sink and he was covered in blood. His wrists were cut and there was just so much blood. My heart just sank. I started having a panic attack. I was hyperventilating, crying, and I was just frozen. After a minute, I ran into the living room to get my phone to call 911, and I hear splashing and then laughter. I turned around to see him standing in the hallway, just laughing. He said he got me, and I should have seen the look on my face. I don't even know how to describe the feelings I was experiencing. I was just so mad, sad, and scared. I didn't even say anything. I just walked out of the house. I just kept walking and eventually I figured I needed to call my friend to come get me. At first, I didn't tell her what happened. I just told her I needed her to come get me. It was an emergency. She came and took me back to her house where I am at now. My boyfriend keeps calling me and sent me some texts saying he was sorry and it was just a joke and I'm overreacting and I need to come home. I'm not answering. I don't even know what I would say to him. My friend is going over to his house tomorrow to get my things when he's at work. She said I can stay with her for however long I need. I don't know what I'm going to do. I just feel numb. This is an instant nope. Get out of there for me. Absolutely. Even without considering the mental health issues in this post and the way he views mental health, like depression just is spicy sad. I can 100% say if someone fake pranked me with, you know, suicide like that, I'd be out of there. That's absolute mad behavior. And this is already after you've told him to stop. I mean, it wasn't forgivable anyway, but after you told him to stop, he still didn't consider your feelings. It's not a joke. It's not funny. It's just abuse. But Haley Art says, what the actual F? You don't need to get mental health crap to know that pranking someone with fake suicide is the most a-hole move someone could ever do. And if someone tells you to stop, you do. Free Heathen's mum says, OP, as others noted, that man you live with has major issues to say the least. When your friend goes over to collect your things, please have her take someone with her. I also suggest she slash they record from the time she slash they gets there to the time she slash they leave. If you have any important paperwork or documents, be sure that she, they can locate it. If you have ever shared information such as credit slash debit card numbers, passwords to any applications, streaming services, bank info, etc., or have access accounts from a computer he controls, remove him as a user. Change the passwords to something he can't guess. Request your credit slash debit card be replaced. Get a new bank account if needed, etc. Get a PO box and update your address everywhere to only go to the box. If he knows where you work and there are security staff where you work, be sure you have their number on your phone. And if he shows up at your place of employment, call them. You might be considering giving security a heads up about it being a contentious breakup for awareness, but again, depends where you work. You might let his messages and calls come through to be recorded, but don't bother to read them. Listen to them or respond. Mainly just evidence collection. Do whatever you need to do to feel safe. Lexi Sexy says, This guy is abusing you in a very weird and creative way. Do not give him a second chance. Franks come in two flavors funny and hurtful. All his pranks are hurtful, including the salt in your food and the flavor in the water. A funny prank would be to move your stuff around or put all your hangers backwards to make your food unpalatable, your toilet frightening, or lead you to believe he's dead are just hostile things. He sounds like an absolute nightmare. 
And one more comment from Ship's Nightmare because OP responds to it and says, oh man, I'm going to need to see a follow-up on this. I can't wait to hear about him groveling and realizing that being a psycho cost him his girlfriend. Although I doubt he's that introspective. OP responds and says, I'll be posting an update sometime today. So far, he's had several of his friends message me to tell me he's sorry. I asked them if he told them what he did and they said he told them he pulled a prank that upset me. I told them what really happened and they are disgusted. He messaged me again to tell me I ruined three of his closest relationships and why would I try to turn them against him? I don't think there's any ending to this that results in him not being the victim. So the next day from the original post, OP updates and says, thankfully today wasn't as eventful as I was expecting it to be. I ended up sending my now ex-boyfriend a text saying that he crossed the line and I don't want to hear from him again. I blocked him on everything after sending that and I'm planning on changing my number tomorrow. My friend went over to his house around noon today with her boyfriend and was able to retrieve most of my stuff without issue. She got all my personal documents, sentimental items, medication and clothes. The only thing that she wasn't able to grab were the TV and Xbox I paid for because I'm not sure how I can go about getting those back without him accusing me of stealing them. I'm not sure that fight is even worth it right now. Before she left, she put my copy of his house key on the kitchen table so he knew I didn't have it. She wanted to unplug his fridge and all his appliances just to make things harder for him, but I told her not to. I really don't want to add fuel to this fire. His mum reached out to me to ask what's going on. Apparently, he called her and told her I had some sort of mental breakdown and ran away, and that he was worried about me. I told her what happened and what he did, and she was peed. She said she thought she raised him better than that and that she was sorry he did what he did. She said that if I needed anything, I can let her know and she'll do what she can do to help me. I guess his mum told his older sister what happened and she also reached out to me to apologize for his behavior. I wasn't close to her, but I met her a few times and she's a really nice person. She offered to help with anything I needed and told me she was going to make sure everyone knows what actually happened. I told her it wasn't necessary, but I appreciate it but she said she wasn't going to let her brother get away with this. I'm not going to argue, so I thanked her. For the most part, I've just been lying in bed today. I'm so exhausted, physically and emotionally. I wish I'd left him sooner. There were red flags that I had just ignored. I guess I was afraid of being alone. I don't know. I'm trying not to blame myself for this whole situation, but I feel like I put myself in this position. This is what I get. I'm not expecting much else to happen. God, I hope nothing else happens. I'll probably give one more update in a few days, as long as things have cooled down. If something significant happens, you'll hear from me. Thank you for all the kind words and your advice. It's very much appreciated and definitely needed. And I think OP did 100% the right thing getting out of that situation. Otherwise, what's the alternative? Staying with someone who's like that. Not sure he's ever going to learn a lesson. After the incident, he went on to lie to his friends about the actual situation. When OP told the truth, he blamed OP again. And I just really hope OP looks after himself and stays safe and takes some of the advice some of them comments were giving. Because the only thing that popped into my head whilst I was listening to that with his behavior currently blaming OP for losing three best friends or whatever it was. And now his own family, mum and sister turning against him. Is he going to continue to blame OP for this? You know, not look at himself and think, oh, I've messed up. Not look at any of these relationships turning on him as like, oh, I've really messed up here. And him just blaming OP for this. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. 
let's move on to another story. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. And our next story does come with an update as well. It's from Black Iron Satin who says, "Am I the a-hole for losing my cool at a passerby trying to feed my puppies through my fence?" I want to try and keep this short to respect everyone's time. I think I am leaning more towards a-hole on this, but I wanted to check in and see what others think. I have three puppies all around a year old. My fence is not a traditional wood fence or anything. Basically, it's one of those metal fences with gaps to see in through. You can find them at Home Depot. Because they are still somewhat young, they are in an easily excitable and yappy phase when they see people. I also have cameras so I can check out to see what they are barking at. For almost a month now, there has been this sort of older gentleman who walks past our house, stops when the puppies come, and is reaching through to pet them and whatever. But he will, on occasion, dig into his pocket, get out a little Ziploc baggie, and give them treats. The first time this happened, I immediately went out and was very cordial about it. I explained to him that I don't like the pups getting hold of stuff unless I am the one to give them treats and such. One of them has a pretty sensitive stomach to a lot of things, so they eat a very strict diet. His response, I thought, was one of understanding, and he said he wouldn't do it. A few days later, it happens again. Comes up to the fence, they get excited, he gives them treats. I go back out, I introduce myself, I ask him again to not do that. And he said it's okay, it's the same treats he gives his puppies. I reiterate that I don't care what the treats are, that I want it to be stuff only I give them. He seems like he understands again and walks away. Then it happens three more times, sort of the same spiel. My patients basically running out each time. The final time it happens, I do lose my cool and I'm not proud of it. I basically cuss him out, tell him to stay away from my fence, leave my dogs alone, quit feeding them, and if he comes by again, I'm going to get the police involved. I stated I told him in every nice, pleasant way I could to F off, and yet he persists. He flips me off, calls me a prick and walks away. I haven't seen him for a few days, so I think it worked. Hindsight being what it is, I suspect because he's much older, he might have something going on in his head. Or he could be just a douchebag, I don't know. But I felt really bad about it. Edit small clarification. Since there is an assumption being made that they are outside all day long, that's not the case. They use a pet door to go and play and potty whenever they want. They tend to just hang out and loaf around the majority of the day inside. Now, coming into this one and listen to this one, when you mentioned it was an elderly gentleman and stuff like that, rightly or wrongly, it made me think of some sort of memory issue going on. But regardless, you're not the a-hole 
in this case. I just popped into my head as I was reading it because, you know, he's done it again and again and again. And that's not normal behavior to keep doing this after someone's told you no. But again, like you said, he could be just a douchebag. And in the past, we've had some absolute horror stories with people's pets. People, you know, trying to poison pets and stuff like that. So I just find that really, really scary because you never know what this person's giving your dog. And it's never okay. It's never okay to feed someone else's dog like that. Many pets are on special diet. Poppy, for example, if she has anything other than her normal food, her belly will be bad for a few days. You have to be super careful about leaving stuff around and making sure she doesn't get it or, or people feeding her food that she's not used to because it will cause her absolute havoc. Oh, Poppy's my dog, if you're new here, by the way, <laughs> just in case. But Amathrow says, not the a-hole. You were very clear with this guy that your dogs have a special diet and he continued feeding them anyhow. You can't be too careful with people feeding your dogs. There are a few people in every neighborhood I've lived in that try to poison local dogs and it's really hard to prove when it happens. Don't hesitate to call the cops if he trespasses on your property again. Got a lawn that my karma says, not the a-hole. It's never okay to feed other people's pets without the owner's permission. I've spent hundreds trying to figure out my dog's allergies and her on an elimination diet for a year. If someone wanted to undo all the work I've done to get her healthy, I'd lose my call too. I'd put up a sign that says, please don't feed the dogs or something similar in case he has memory issues. Not that you should have to. Opie responded to that and saying I was considering doing that, but the paranoia in me believes that would encourage people to do it more. Is it rational? Probably not, but after this whole situation, it is definitely making me reconsider it. Elimination diets are the worst. The pickiest eater of the three can only eat chicken and barley-based kibble. That's it. Prone Basilisk says, not the a-hole. Story for you. My neighbor had a beautiful German Shepherd service dog. The lady walking by would feed it treats, even when asked not to. One day, the dog was gone. I asked my neighbor what happened and the lady had been lacing the treats with poison and the dog passed because of it. It was a full investigation, drug screen, etc. and the lady was charged and arrested. While some people may have good intentions, others don't. People need to respect boundaries. It could save your pup's lives. Opie responds and saying, literally what I was worried about all the time. Then being puppies means I always have my head on a swivel and I have to constantly make sure they aren't eating random stuff that could end them. I had a grape scare a couple of months ago. The idea of some human being the one to poison my babies is. I can't even get into the headspace. I wouldn't be a stable person. I will just say that. My concern was more in the tune of him not getting them sick, but that is always something in the back of my mind too. CT says, not the a-hole, not remotely the a-hole. You establish an entire reasonable boundary and he repeatedly ignored it. Furthermore, there's no way to predict an animal's dietary restrictions by sight. You should not be giving someone else's pets treats without asking, making him the a-hole before you even said anything. And I am Irene says, not the a-hole. However, if you're really concerned, perhaps you should be out there with your puppy so you can immediately intervene and prevent situations like that before they happen. ETA, make sure you check the yard for a while before letting them out. My area had some instances of poison bait in the parks. Got a few dogs. Very heartbreaking. You never know with some people who just aren't quite right in the head. So then OP kindly updates their post, which says, So first off, I just wanted to extend my thanks for everyone who weighed in on the matter. I have a lot of issues I battle with on the daily and one of those without getting soapboxy is how I come off to people. I'd rather maintain the peace instead of stoke the flames of drama. 
As a sort of thank you, I just wanted to give everyone a very quick wrap up. We're nearly two weeks now since the incident, 11 days from posting, a few days after where he didn't reappear. So it's pretty safe to say he got the message. Here is what happened since then, and hopefully some of this can help others who encounter a similar situation. At placed a do not feed the animal sign facing the foot traffic area. I decided it would be good to have as an additional deterrent. The ground is too cold now and too temperamental at the moment. But once it starts to get warmer, we will be installing metal slates to go inside our fence to deter interaction. I spoke with a neighborhood. Two families mentioned they know who he is, that he lives alone and they had to tell him not to do that either, but only after threatening the cops did he stop, similar to me. I also asked if they believed he had some form of dementia or other memory impairing disease. One of the men spoke up saying he talks to him literally every other week or so when he comes into his shop to ask questions. They have full conversations and he, quote, has one of the sharpest memories he has ever seen, but he even remembers things I don't remember. Cops were notified regardless. I told them I don't expect any more trouble and that they were told about him from someone else a few months ago, that if I see him again, to just call it in. Probably one of the families I talked to. Puppies aren't too happy with me since they don't get their sporadic daily treats from strangers. But them's the haps. That mean the happenings? <laughs> I don't know. And their stomach will thank me for it. Much to the dismay of my slippers. That's it really. I know it's not super eventful or anything, but that's basically where we are now. I think this is as wrapped up as it can be. Here's to hoping the sign does its job better than my words for anyone else in the future. You all have a good rest of the evening and stay warm. And personally, I like a non-eventful update. It's nice to see once in a while, you know, that things are just going in the right direction. Everything's very balanced. Good, good, good. And it's just all about having that permission, isn't it? Some families wouldn't mind you giving treats. If you talk to them about it, you talk about their pets and say, would you mind if, or maybe they might even give you a treat to give to their dog. I ain't got a link to the video, but I was, there was a video that popped up on one of my feeds on social media yesterday about an old man who's got this walker and he walks down the street and there's this elderly dog as well who apparently waits for him every day as he turns up and they have this little cuddle and a stroke and all that. And it's absolutely lovely to see. And apparently this happens on the daily. I mean, you never know with social media if that's the actual story or not, but it certainly looked like it was. But I noticed the comment below this post from Snoo Words who had almost like a similar story which said we have people who will ask if they can give treats to other dogs we have an elderly man who lives alone and lost his last dog a few years ago he feels too old to get another one so he loves to walk around the neighborhood and gives treats to dogs that are being walked a few neighbors with smaller controlled dogs have hired him to walk their dogs he gets out of his home and plays with dogs and it made him very happy his kids visit him and he introduces them to all the dogs. His kids are glad that everyone keeps an eye on their dad. He refuses to move at this point and they live about 30 minutes away. So it's a win for everyone. And listen to that bit, it sends me off in another direction. It just brings me back to when my dad was with us and you know, he lived in town and I live sort of 30 minutes away from him. But knowing that people were looking out for him all the time was a very, very nice feeling that he would walk to town sometimes before he got ill and the people in the local supermarket he would go there every day and absolutely you know talk the pants off them and i'd be like oh dad let these people work please you know <laughs> but like i mentioned before in another video when he did get ill all these people from that supermarket that he used to talk to would deliver him magazines they'd deliver him like little snacks and stuff like that 
they really cared loved and supported him and i really love to see little communities like that as well absolute wonderful people but what do you guys make of today's collection of stories thank you so much for being with me today i hope you did enjoy them and if you did why not consider hitting that like button and hopefully i will see you in the next one take care much love What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.